Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated. You are here listening. Our commitment for you is to empower humanity in your sobriety and along your path of recovery. You are here with your co-host, Jim Pakonin. And the Kevin Thull. I like that. The Kevin Thull. Yes, you are here. And today, we thought we would talk about commitment to the path of sobriety and your obstacles. Obstacles are a huge part of it, too. Yeah, they really are. When we talk about obstacles, the show is not going to focus on triggers, although triggers are one of the obstacles we want to explore. So so as we think about that topic, Kevin, how do you see obstacles? I think an obstacle is definitely diff- different than a trigger, although like you said, it is one. Like for me, there's a lot more obstacles or, or potential roadblocks to my sobriety than just a trigger. I think that one of the biggest obstacles, the biggest obstacle to me is probably myself and my brain. <laughs> um, and, and I'll explain that uh, as we go through here, not to, to harp back on the triggers, but almost everything can be a trigger for people. Oh. You know, if we're, if we're oh, alcoholics yeah. and we're drug addicts, I mean, almost anything can trigger me, whether it's a commercial or this or that. So we do need to learn tools to overcome those things. And I think that a strong program of sobriety and recovery is going to be the way to do that. It's kind of the same thing with obstacles. It's just not as much of a buzzword as triggers are. I also think from a coaching perspective, because I coach, I am a life architect and I work with people to get them to literally see the blocks that are, are blocking them or causing them to stumble and literally the deeper you understand yourself, the more those blocks become stepping stones to your success. Because Absolutely. And that's why awareness of these obstacles and why yes. it's good we're talking about them, just knowing about them can really yeah. help you be able to overcome them. Yeah. So if you're listening, when we say obstacles, what do you think? What is there in your mind? Like, what is one of the obstacles that is impacting your commitment to sobriety. Yeah. And I think that those obstacles will change along the way. I can remember one of the biggest obstacles, again, in my brain, whether it truly was one or not, I'm not sure, but was what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Yeah. And that, that's actually, that's a real, that's a very valid obstacle. Well, one thing that I did find is not everybody was worried about how much I drank as much as I thought they were. Um, (laughs) And most people, Whenever I would decline a drink or whatever, if there was, I I didn't really go into too many situations early, early on where there was even an option of drinking. But if there was and I declined it, I expected this huge conversation to open up and then be like, what do you mean you don't drink? Why don't you drink? Probably 95 out of 100 times I said, okay. And then they moved on with the conversation. If somebody else is active in their addiction, they may attempt to get you to have that drink. See, it's like, come come on, Kevin, you really don't have a problem. That definitely was an obstacle, too, is people, you know, and my problem was pretty obvious, but people that were on the periphery, 
mm-hmm. they would be like, so what do you mean you don't drink? Why can't you no. drink? But it was very few people. But I can remember myself in active addiction. And I was the one that would be like, oh, you can have just one. Come on. You know, right. so those, right. those were our obstacles. But again, a lot of those obstacles are in our own brain, in our own mind, because the, the few people that are pushing us or things like that, eventually you're probably just not going to be around them very often anymore. And that's kind of how it's happened in my life. And that is one of the ways for you to look at your obstacles is to take a look at that close circle of friends. And you may need to do what I call weed your friendship garden. Understanding yourself and knowing yourself is so important in this and knowing there are certain things and certain places for me that I don't go to. And not because if I go there, I'm going to drink or use, but it's just like, why would I even put myself through that? Well, yeah. Why would you, why would you test yourself? Exactly. And there are certain bars that I'll never go back to that were just not a good place for me. And they're not bad places. They're no different than probably a place that I'll go eat dinner at tonight or something, but just, that's just not a good place for me. Well, and, it, be- and it so- becomes a choice for you because you could look at that. Esta- let's just say, use the word establishment. You know, the establishments that quite literally encouraged your addiction. Absolutely. And they were a, a big, an obstacle every time that I would maybe attempt to try to stop, which I never was successful. I like that attempt to try to stop. Yeah, because I wasn't really trying, but I was trying to try. But you were trying to try. And it's in, in, in my coaching practice, I'll actually work with people because try is one of those words that's just, it's like fingernails on the chalkboard. Because if you look at try, the word try literally means it is you are going to attempt at something with a commitment of failure. So ultimately, (laughs) you know, like, like if I were to say, well, I'm going to try and be on the call at this time, what would you know without a doubt? You're probably not going to be on the call at that time. Right. You're going to be late and and I'll always have the world's best excuse. Absolutely. And this is a little bit different subject, but this is really important for me too, because whenever I told myself, all right, I'm going to try and get healthier. I didn't do anything. Right. When I sat down and made the commitment and said, all right, I'm going to get healthier and here's right. how I'm going to do it. Exactly. And I think for me, I know for me, when I went, so all these things, I was like, I'm going to try to stop drinking. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And never did it. This last time when I had the, the desperate, you know, I had the intervention. I had all of these these things happen. Uh, when I got on the airplane and headed to Utah to go to treatment, I said, I'm going to quit drinking. Now that and is an obstacle buster. I'm exactly going... being intentional with anything is going to bust obstacles. You still are going to have things that are maybe going to push you off course or maybe cause problems, things like that. When you with authority know what your goal is, it's going to get a lot of those obstacles out of the way. Well, that's what we call commitment. Absolutely. Is is having authority in that which you're choosing to do. Cause because you know, they didn't they didn't hold a gun to your head and said, get on this plane and come to Utah or we'll shoot you. They no. probably said, Kevin, we love you. We love you dearly. The path you're on just is not working. Let's get you on a path that works. You're right. They didn't say that they wanted to put a gun to my head, but they probably did, and I wouldn't have blamed them. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, I, in my, my career as an entrepreneur, you know, I have employees and it's funny, they'll be late to work, but if we have something that they really, really want to do or really, really want to be a part of, they magically are on time or early. And that's the same way it is with all of these obstacles. If you have a commitment, if you've made a decision to really do something, 
the obstacles aren't going to hurt as much or, or get in the way as much. Well, you're going to see the obstacles as what they truly are. And simply it's that is the thing that's stopping you from really deepening the strength of your sobriety. And the moment you see that you can choose and you can choose. No, today I choose to be incredibly strong in my sobriety. Yeah. And being proactive for me, I, I can remember I had a work trip fairly early on in, sobri in my sobriety and I had a, to build a plan. So I was proactive about, okay, this is an obstacle. I'm going to be at dinner with so-and-so. How am I going to not drink? Mm -hmm. And I would make a plan and I, would, I wouldn't like overly obsess about it, but I would make a plan and have an exit route, have these different escape plans just in case. I knew what I was going to order to drink, which just sounds really maybe a little bit crazy, but like being like, I'm going to drink Diet Coke tonight. Yeah. And that does not sound crazy. That sounds like you were committed to your recovery and you knew that you were going to stay sober that night. And literally by organizing a plan in your head, it was like, there your server is. And what can I get you to drink? And you say Diet Coke, check mark. Exactly. And then that was a, a victory, you know, and right there, yep. it was like the relief because a plan was working. I have a friend who's a fitness buff and this is sobriety, but I, I really tie it into how important us making conscious choices in sobriety, just like for him, it's his diet. If yes. we go to a restaurant, he doesn't show up to the restaurant and wonder what he's going to order. He's on the website. He knows when he sits down, I can ask him. I always joke with him. I'm like, Hey, what are you going to order? And he tells me exactly what he's going to order with his weird little, don't put any butter on it. Don't do this. Don't cook it in this. He says all of those things because he has a plan. Yes. He saw the obstacle and he had a proactive plan to not be stopped by that obstacle. He knew what he was doing. And you're, you need to look at your sobriety with the same intensity. Absolutely. Or in my opinion, even more intensity for me. Well, a lot more intensity. And if somebody is struggling, looking at your commitment, taking a step back and choosing your action plan will strengthen you. And all of a sudden you're going to feel far better because you're making your commitment to your sobriety. Absolutely. And I think there's momentum that's built on every single time that you make the right decision. When you do the right thing, it builds momentum and it makes that next decision a little bit, I hate to use the word easier, but a little bit more natural, a little bit more of, of your default setting is, you know, I like now I, you know what people will, I don't drink. Bottom yeah. line, I don't do Period. drugs. That's just Period. who I am. It's, it's yeah. end of story. There's no question. It's who I am. It's what I'm committed to. And so when people will maybe be like, oh, you're going here. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to this place, but I don't drink. Simple. And, and if you're listening out there, can you hear Kevin's commitment to his sobriety? There is no question. It just, even from over here, it just resonates through. Not even a thought. Yeah. And the people that I've seen that have been very successful, it is that level of commitment. And that's not to say there aren't times when my brain will start to be like, now, wait a <laughs> second, you know, hey, and I start to maybe let the committee in my brain talk me into different things or think about different things. But you have to be, you know, really grounded and rooted in your decision and in your choice. For me, it's when that obstacle or these things come in the way that this little roadblock, you have that intensity and knowing you're going to get through it will help you overcome a lot of those obstacles. Even if you don't have a plan or know it's coming or anything like that, you have your default setting is I don't drink. I don't right. use. 
And that is powerful. If you are listening, here's my question to you. Do you have default settings with your sobriety? I think that is an important and it's a, it's a critical point. If you do not choose some default settings, write them down, take them out of your head, put them on a piece of paper so that you know what your default settings are. It's a little thing, but it's going to offer a big measure of success. Absolutely. And then also knowing what the outcome is if you don't have that default setting. Like for me, they say, roll the tape through and understand what's going to happen. And I have a lot of choice right now. Like I can make a choice not to drink right now. I know me personally, if I have a drink, that choice is gone. Once I start, I ain't stopping. It's just who I am. It's in my, it's in my, uh, it's in my nature. That is what we call a knowing. The longer you are on your sobriety path, you will begin to have knowings about yourself. Those knowings, knowing your knowings and knowing the boundaries around your knowings will really assist you to take these obstacles and they become these little bumples instead of these huge mountains. And then simply your sobriety grows and deepens. And as your sobriety grows and deepens, it ripples out to those around you. And that is who they will see you as, is a strong human who is empowered by their sobriety. Absolutely. And I think one of the best gifts of sobriety and recovery in my life is I have some self-awareness. I know who I am. And I know what I like and I don't like and what I want to do and I don't want to do. You also know what you want to build and you know the things that will destroy what you are building. And because of that, you are an incredibly strong individual in your sobriety. Yeah, I think, I I don't think, I know for me that being able to say no um, is a huge thing that's helped me overcome obstacles too. Because a lot of people that don't understand it. They may ask me to do something, go somewhere, be a part of something like for me is gambling. You know, I'm a, I'm a recovering gambling addict. People are like, you want to play fantasy football? Hey, I bet let's play golf. Let's bet this way. And I just, my initial default setting is just, no, I don't bet at all. Like even when we joke about, it, I bet you this, I say, hey, I don't bet. It's just part of who I am. It's because I'm committed to it. And because one little bump in the road, if I let it derail me, if I let that one question derail me, it's a slippery slope for me. Yes. And we do not want you even stepping towards that slippery slope. So again, if you're listening to Kevin, you're hearing his knowing. Notice that with two years of sobriety, his knowings, he is so confident with them. He is very robust in his speech around them. They are this shield of sobriety that is going to make sure he does not go back to that dark and dank place that he was, that he's only moving forward in the light knowing his commitment, knowing how to be in the world. And then he is this unstoppable force for sobriety. If you're out there listening and you're in new sobriety and you're thinking, wow, that sounds really cool, but that's probably not going to be me. If I was listening to this two years ago, newly sober, I would have thought the same thing. (laughs) It started out with a lot of fear and a lot of avoidance and a lot of just uh, not doing things, not going places. And you know what? We're all in different parts of our journey. And sometimes just not going places and not doing things is enough to to kind of avoid the obstacle. 
yeah, as you say, develop in your re- recovery and sobriety, you learn to deal with them and to overcome them as opposed to just avoid them. Early on, you've got to do whatever works and whatever it takes. So, Kevin, what would you say to somebody that's listening now that is shaking their respective head and it's just, I, I can't be as strong as Kevin? What would you say? And if you are listening to this and you may feel a little weak, I want you to hear the power that is about to be spoken. I can only say what I did. And when I was weak, I found someone that was strong. And that is another person who was in recovery and who was in sobriety. And I called them and I can tell you, in my case, it was a sponsor of mine through one of the 12 step programs. And I would call him almost every single day and he would help me to make the right decision because he knew. And now I have men that call me for the same reason. And even now, if I have something that that I struggle with, I find another person that at the current moment is stronger in the recovery, strong in the sobriety. And I call them and just talking through it, it really just helps that power be taken away from it. And then that obstacle is removed and I'm able to go through it. And you stay powerful. So if you heard that, who is that strong person in your life that you can turn to that will make sure that your commitment to your sobriety stays strong? Write that down, make a mental note of that, burn that into your essence. And have a conversation with that person and tell them who they are to you so that, so that they know and they can be that strong person. Because we all want to help. That is why we are here. We all want each other to succeed in our sobriety. And if you think you're burdening them, you're not. You're actually helping them. Like one of my favorite things to do is get those phone calls. And them thinking I'm helping them. They're actually helping me. And that's the beauty of sobriety and of recovery is we're just in this together. Me and you, Jim, we're in this together. We're, right. we're, we're working, walking this journey together. Yeah. And there's so many people that are in my life that we're, we're doing it together and we're helping each other and we're willing to help each other. And we love helping. And Don't be afraid off, to reach out. Exactly. And I, I lead workshops in recovery centers. And the main reason I do that is to strengthen my recovery because every single workshop I walk out stronger And the byproduct is the people that have fully participated, they also walk out stronger. They are creating the path for their recovery to be incredibly strong. So we want to thank you for listening. We're going to wrap this episode up. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. If you're on Facebook, please join our Sobriety Elevated page. Interact. We are there to strengthen sobriety and have you be stronger in the world. I want to thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in a future episode. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, we'll see you. Bye-bye.